to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Yusa. I'm Kevin Christie. Uh, I'm literature. He's going to say I'm glad to be back home, but also literature. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a good one. This is our second author. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Black we had on. Mm-hmm. And then Leanna. We had now any other we have, authors. Uh, Leanna, maybe. Yeah. Um, real quickly before we get into the episode. Uh, do you have anything to... No, just keep watching Masters of Sex, and those of you that are watching it and saying nice things to me, I greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, just keep watching, please. Um, That's all I've got. That's all I have. It's the most important thing. And it is important. You should watch it. Um, thanks to those who came out to the workshop show last week. Oh, yeah. That was fucking fun. Wasn't it fun? Dude, that's one, some of the most fun I've had doing stand-up in maybe a year. Yeah, great no crowd. Joke. It was fucking sold out. People Ugh. people had a great time. Uh, the next one's August 26th. Lineup to be announced shortly. I'll tweet it, and the Comedy Store will either tweet it or retweet it. So it'll it'll be out there. Look for it on my Twitter or theirs. Uh, and it'll probably sell out again. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to go, watch. I bet you half the people that went would go again, because that was a good show. Yeah, it's all all the comics doing you know brand new material and uh, and there's like you know no expectations and so you're just way freer and you're yeah. just like fuck it I'll, I'll mess I around. I felt alive. Yeah, it feels good. I just... felt alive and I haven't felt alive like that in yeah. a while. Uh, yeah, it's great. I didn't feel bad about myself after doing stand up, which is not the norm lately. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so. What else was it? Oh, yeah. I want to thank... The, and I forgot her name, and I feel awful. So this woman and her boyfriend or husband drove an incredibly long distance to see me in San Antonio. Right. Like five hours or wow. something from, like, Fort Worth. And I was like, I will thank you publicly for that, because it was very sweet. Um, so thank you. I forgot your name. <laughs> um, Good try, I Nick. know. She's Iranian, and then I, and her husband's whatever. I remember we talked about that for a second. Um but you're a sweetheart. Thank you for making the drive that whole way to see me at, at San Antonio. And anyone else, I know a few other people that listen to our, to our show came out um, came out to that. And thank you guys for, for coming. That's awesome of you. I'll be in L.A. for the next like almost month, I think. And then Denver Comedy Works, September 3rd through 5th. Uh, and then in October, uh, co-headlining The Punchline in San Francisco with Andy Haynes. That's Halloween weekend. San That's Francisco. a hot one. Yeah, that'll be really fun. Um, so, yeah. And then whatever else comes up, I'll put on my website or announce here on Twitter. Uh, thank you for your continued support. Listening to this, coming to see me on the road. You guys are fucking awesome, and you make me have fun while I'm out there. Um, oh, yeah. T-shirt's almost gone. Yeah, get on that. Run out of time. Get on. those. They're limited colors, uh, aside from the white and blue, the original so if you want to buy one of those shirts, you guys, uh, and, you know, help us out. This, that's how we are, you know, making money on this uh, podcast when we do. So other than that, we just do it because we like to yeah. fucking do it. Um, I do it because I'm a narcissist. Right, right, right. There's that, too. There's right. the ego side that makes us want to talk into a microphone. But, yeah, buy, buy the shirts. Um, the links are on our Instagrams uh, and on our Twitters and on estoymerchandise.com yep. uh, get those shirts before they're out and show us that you love us because we and when they're gone you. you can email me all you want like hey is there any way no yeah there is no way there's no way I'm done with that so one so get the goddamn shirt an image is dead to me yeah and they'll eventually be you know a new maybe design. we can raffle off the original drawing 
Oh, I mean, if you want. Yeah. yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Um, okay, that being said. This episode, we have novelist. Yeah. Leanna Maybe. Novelist. I've sort of known Leanna for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, just uh, from Twitter mostly. She's very funny on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, But she has written a book called uh, South on Highland. Yeah. Her Twitter, real fast since we brought it up. L-I-A-N-A-M-A-E-B-Y. Yep. Leanna Maybe. Leanna Maybe. Uh, she wrote a book. Uh, South on Highland. It's very good. Nick and I both read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Likewise. You should read it too. We'll be tweeting about buying it, and it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And we talk about uh, writing it, kind of the uh, inception of it, her process, how that goes, like how just basically her version of how it was to write a book. And then we also, you know, as we like to do, yeah. uh, digress into music and food. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, since it's like a part art fiction memoir or whatever yeah. so it you know touches on the things in her life you know and we're not gonna there are maybe one or two spoiler alerts in there yeah so if you are planning to read it um read it first i guess order read it before you maybe yeah. listen to the episode or at least like the second half of the episode i think a couple things were discussed about the end of the book yeah. i mean not huge you know but if you're one of those people that's like fuck i wish i didn't know that one little part you know yeah. then maybe like hold off on 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 the second half of it but but yeah, we get into how she wrote it and then like her experiences with drinking and sobriety and, and you know, music we get into. So they're Ball. tangents, but they kind of, well, we all wrap back into like, yeah. you know, what we're talking about, which is her and her book and yep. how fucking good it is. Um, <laughs> the dogs are humping each other. They Those love were, literature. That was, yeah. This book thing's getting me horny. Okay. That's really funny. Uh, she's a cool girl. Yeah. She's interesting. Uh, and she's excited about this book she wrote, and it just came out, and yeah. it's good. And you know what? Get it, you guys. It's her first book, so you're kind of it's kind of exciting uh, to get in on the ground floor of, floor of basically like a new author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is totally. an author's first work that'll be so you'll be able to, if you read it, you'll be able to compare this to her later works, and you know it's kind yeah. of exciting. And you'll be one of those people that's like, oh, I've been reading her stuff since yeah. since the beginning. Oh, you haven't read South on Highland? Yeah. Oh, you should. You should. Yeah, you should. I read her early work and have been yeah. following her amazing career. Don't since. miss the opportunity to be a total snob. <laughs> yeah, be a snob, uh, and then we can be like, thanks to us, you guys know about, it. and then. We we can be snobs about you being snobs. Oh man, if someone was <laughs> if someone bought her book and like met her and was like, Oh, I heard about your book on the Occasionally Awesome podcast. Snob a snob circle. Yeah, yeah. Perfect snob circle. A perfect snob circle. Yeah. Uh, so you can get it at bookstores. It's available on Amazon to order uh, in print or as an e reader on Kindle. So your options are there. I mean you can literally be clicking buy on Kindle and it's appearing on it as we're talking to you. Um, and it's worth it. It's a fun, cool book. Yep. Um, and you know what? Let's just fucking end it there. Smart. Let's just get into the episode, let you hear it, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being here, obviously. Thank you for having me. Our um, first smart person. We can't say that. <laughs> we cannot say that. One We've of our smarter guests. At least two other smart people. <laughs> Out of the 110 least, episodes we've, we've done. At least three smart people. Yeah, Who are the smart people? Um, me, Kevin, <laughs> and you. And the dog. Yeah. <laughs> that would be three. I don't care. I could get 
I could get like concrete evidence that I was a genius and I wouldn't call myself a smart person for fear of the next thing I did, like would be tripping over something. You always call yourself a smart person. Nope. I, you do it all the time. But I'm being fun. Someone go back in our episodes and pull the times that Kevin <laughs> has slid in. Okay. I recently had to ask, I recently, like it just came to my attention that like when the moon is bright, it's because it's reflecting the sun. Uh-huh. Like someone just said that and I was like, that is incredible. I didn't know that. So I don't think I count as a smart person. You know like, when I the moon is really big and then like 10 minutes later it's tiny? No, that's when you're on LSD. I've never done yeah. LSD. Is that a thing <laughs> the moon insane. does? Well, it, you know when it's like really big in the sky and then a short time later, 10 minutes was maybe like an exaggeration. A week later? No. Like the same evening. <laughs> when a cloud covers it? Nope. <laughs> it's just all of a sudden smaller. I Does have no happen? more theories. I don't think that happens. No, no, no. Okay, I think we're thinking in terms... You guys are thinking in terms of when, you know, you see the moon normal size, like a half dollar. Mm-hmm. It change, It stays the same size the entire night. But I have noticed there are moments when the moon is, like, large, and then you look again, and it's gotten smaller. What Absolutely not. Okay. I've never seen that. No. You guys are squares. <laughs> <laughs> like, it shifts position in the sky. Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. Like, Okay. Not in the exact same place, it's all of a sudden smaller, but it's just positions Got in the it. sky. And to me, it gets so much smaller, and I'm like, there's no way we're moving that fast, but maybe we are. Look, I'm going to take a base level astronomy course. I think yeah. we're writing a Led Zeppelin song right now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to think when I was younger that the moon had its own source of light. I didn't even, I don't know yeah. what I thought, I just didn't realize it's just one of those things I think there's so many things in life that you just don't put too I much know. thought and you're into. Like, of and you're like, of course. You're like, yeah, it's a giant ball sad. in the sky. Probably has Even light. Even when they out can be it. explained certain things, I'm still like, nope. Like airplanes. I don't believe that airplanes, airplanes work. They don't work. Also, photography. Mm hmm. Right. Another one, how does like it work? a records, how the needle Again, plays the that music. Is exactly one of those I things. Know. I've read yep. about it. Yeah. And understood it, I thought, and then and I was like, Yeah, I'm getting this. And nope. then by the time no. I was done, I'm like, I don't know what a record is. Do you yeah. know what my thing is like that that I've looked up on Wikipedia probably fifteen times and can't retain is the La Brea Tar Pits? Yeah. I'm always like, I'm so curious about the La Brea Tar Pits. I love them and I wanna know like what it is and how it got there and what it means. Right. And by the end of the Wikipedia page, which is as much research as I'll do, I've forgotten <laughs> it. Yeah. And then I always want to tell people, I'm like, I know about the Liberia Tar Pits. And I start to talk and I realize I don't it's know about the Liberia Tar Pits. The Liberia Tar Pits, it's weird that they're an attraction because they're incredibly sad. Really? Well, there's a baby elephant struck, like dying in it. Yeah, but that, I mean, so dead. It's been enough time. I know, but it's <laughs> not too soon for the Liberia so dead. <laughs> the visual of it, like, I'd rather, why don't I have some mammoths, like, around the tar pits, like, looking at them as opposed to, like, no, they used to get caught and then die. But they were preserved. Were, otherwise, they would just be gone forever. Yeah. Also, the dire wolves in the museum. The witch? They have, like, I a wall of dire wolf skulls. Oh. And it's super cool. I haven't been there since I was a kid. Me neither. How many times have you gone? I go fairly often. Wait, do, do they update and change things? No, I think it's been the same for like centuries. But <laughs> okay, um, centuries way more than that. Yeah, I don't know that. about numbers eons? either. Eons, maybe eons. The eons. technical term is eons. Yeah, uh, maybe. But I always take people when people are like, "What should we do in LA?" I'm like, actually, the best thing to do is just to go to the tar pit. That is actually a because good addition. Because it doesn't take that long, and no. it's just really pretty. And it's then a good like, walk around. Yes, and then you can just like get food and. Yeah, right, right, right. I got to add that to my list of things and people because I always avoid 
I'm like, don't go to the, the Hollywood no. sign. Don't do all the regular brush. I would like say Griffith Observe. You don't I, do so that? So I love it. I love it very much, but it's like, I don't know. I don't like hiking. And people always uh, want to okay. hike around there. I don't know. Okay. But I do love the observatory. Well, passion. you can drive up it. Because yeah, I've can. told That's people true. that. They go, we didn't bring any workout clothes. I'm like, well, you can just, just drive up paved road. It's true. Because the sunset's cool up there. Do you know what the best part of the observatory is? Is um, that weird wall of like star jewelry. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. There's an entire wall that's just like, it's like a shooting star uh-huh. made of star jewelry. And it's like, an exhibit at the like the science observatory. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> That's pretty fun. I don't go there enough. It's cool. Yeah. You should take your lady there. Yeah. For That's sure. a good like you and a girl that yeah. is exactly situation. Look at that view, lady. <laughs> yeah. Look how much I weigh on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Do you weigh more or less on Mars? Less? Oh. And yep. I don't know. Do you nope. know? Don't know. No one knows. Neither more or less though. You weigh less on the moon. Okay. I'm going to say less just because Mars seems far away. That's definitely how that works. (laughs) Yeah. Everything far away. You're lighter everywhere far away. So if you went to Pluto, you would weigh nothing. Less than the best part about Pluto. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What what are are like kind of the repetitive questions people ask you about your book so far? Um, A lot of people want to know exactly what's real and exactly what isn't real. Uh, Question one. What is real? (laughs) What is (laughs) not? Page one. Yeah. Sentence four is real. Um, and which is it's funny because a lot of people so i basically wrote the book to be like a fake memoir um and i wanted to kind of like satirize the addiction memoir genre and then the more i wrote it the more it became just a novel uh but i was excited about the idea that people would want to know what's real and what isn't and excited about the idea that people would think it was real and now that that's actually happening and people think it's strictly a memoir i'm like upset about it (laughs) so (laughs) i mean because all of it feels feasible right you changed everyone's name except jerry weintraub mm, you're right i should have <laughs> <laughs> i mean is he just so famous you're like what's gonna i mean i can just make it weintraub right <laughs> um yeah. so that's a question you get a lot uh i had i had it too yeah when i was reading it well i mean yeah and i think that's the natural question like i can't yeah. begrudge people asking that because that's kind of the point of it um right but yeah, I think it doesn't matter ultimately because right. it's like it was it was a very enjoyable read well, and it you. like and during the um scenarios where you were like using drugs or trying I believed it. I was like this is how I've known drug addicts and etc and I've I mean I haven't used a lot I've used a couple over the years yeah. but <laughs> I was like uh I'm like I totally believe this. So even this part could be true and the next thing couldn't and you know her and relationship was- with Sansa and I was like, fine, this is at least enjoyable. I'm going to get through it. Instead of like, I need to know every last detail. Was this true? Was that true? And that was, I think, like what was the fun of it for me. Like as a fiction writer, I was like, can I take experiences I have done, experiences I haven't done, yeah. and like write them both in a way where like you wouldn't really know. So a lot of it was just me like trying to amuse myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I also did make sure to like run all the, ex- the drug experiences I hadn't tried by people who had and of make course. sure they felt authentic and like, um, do you talk but. about what in real life, like what drugs you have done? Um, I've done a lot of the drugs and not all of it. I haven't done heroin. Okay. Um, and I think that's the one that people are always like, they want to know if that's yeah. the one. And I'm like, done. I think at this one, I'm just like, I'm just going to admit that I hadn't done it. Part of the reason I think that this question is like hard for me is because I'm actually less cool than like the character. <laughs> so I'm like, if I tell you all these things aren't true, like I'm going to seem less cool, but right. no, I have not done heroin, but I 
had done most of the other ones. Okay. Which is a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of drugs. I mean, there's a lot of drugs in that book. Yeah, there's a lot of. You're right. But I guess it's not a lot if it's like uh, if you because a lot of people have tried all those once exactly or they've done it twice or and like, it's like yeah. you don't really go like whoa dude you had a coke problem or you did yeah. crystal meth or like whatever the hell else right you and know what is there meth in the book I haven't done that either yeah there's meth okay. you're right I totally forgot there's meth in the book you I have not done that either true she snorts meth or yeah that smokes it maybe that's one that oh. no one would think you were cool it's like you're not as cool as your character right like, no, like, no one meth is not cool yeah. I've That's never true. met a person where it's like, dude, that guy's into meth. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just follow him around for the night, see what he does. Yeah. He's probably going to give us cool some cool meth shit. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to dig a hole later in his backyard for no reason. <laughs> I found myself wondering, because you're not at all an old person at all. You're, you're very young. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 30. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. You look like you're 20. I know, I look like a child. Yeah. And that's part of the, the funny thing is that's I'm like great. older than people think, but, but wow. you're still Which is a cool by writer standards. It doesn't it feels not super powerful, but You think so? Oh, maybe okay. Cuz I don't know, to me it's like being older than you actually look. It's like yeah, and you have a certain kind of control over that. I think that's probably that. true and I think if I didn't have it, I'd want it, but like at the yeah. same time I'm always like I just want people to take me seriously. And do you find that they don't cuz you look younger? I th- I think that had at least for you know my early 20s i think that was a problem when i was like going to meetings as like a 24 year old looking 18 i don't think that was helpful to me but right. i think now like trying to like yeah you got author attached to your name yeah what who, who cares the age people are gonna that, take you more that's seriously kinda, was it just daunting the notion of like i'm going to write a book oh yeah because that like that to me is pretty crazy it's a pretty crazy decision to make well what i want i want to i'm and i agree but what i want to know before that is like how did you get to where you were taking meetings for writing a book because from what i know you don't have any live performance like stand-up experience or storytelling or like acting or you Um, just were like i'm gonna start yeah i mean so i actually the i would say the meetings were more like uh TV stuff or this and that early like stuff straight out of film school where I would like try to get these uh-huh. whatever was trying to do that whole thing and then um, yeah I mean the book I actually just completely wrote and then sold after I'd written it so I just did it so on, you like, didn't blind pitch it faith. you wrote it I wrote oh, it um, okay. yeah because I just kind of I was like it's a really weird thing and I don't think I can explain it I think right. I just have to do it um, so yeah but it was super daunting and like Actually, the way that I started doing it, like I'd been blogging for a while and I actually had like a full time, like terrible blogging job in New York for, um, for just this entertainment <laughs> site that was not not great. <laughs> okay. um, and uh, does it rhyme with Flocker Media? No, not that bad. Oh, oh God, God, not that no. bad. Uh, not that bad, but also not that good at the same time, if that makes <laughs> yeah, any right. sense. Yeah. Um, but I was doing the way that I thought was like in terms of like was in terms of blogging and tweeting and I actually started like a secret Tumblr and started writing the book that way because I uh, needed to like break it up and to right. write in a way that was like less terrifying than opening a document and being like, here's page one of, of a book. 300. Yeah. Right. That's kind of a good way to go about it. Because anytime you sit there and go, I'm going to write this long thing. You have to. You're just like, how do I start? No, I'm not doing it. Yep. Yeah. But if you one just, post at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's so terrifying when I think about it is it's not even the length so much as like, all right, I'm going to now decide to be in the realm of literature. 
Like right. the kind of people that read those things and criticize those things. It's just a whole different. Yeah. It's not like being a comedian or, or an actor or even a screenwriter. It's different. And I think that's why I kind of initially went like with such a strong like satire point of view is because I was terrified of doing it too earnestly. Right. So it's like if I can have some satire and like make it funny at the same time that I'm not fully in that world. Right. And I don't have to answer to those people. Those people. Because they're yeah. fucking awful. I just keep thinking of uh, the silver black guy. <laughs> the, the NPR book. Oh, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where he's so earnest and sweet, but like, but I can barely understand what he's like. You have to have read the book several, several yeah. times to be in on the conversation he's having with the and person. And like so many of them are just like, I mean, not necessarily like the bigger, but like, they're just kind of mean sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. people can be mean. Yeah. They're mean. They almost get like mad that you didn't write the greatest novel of all time yeah. every time every it comes t- across their table. There's You're like, so much. chill out, like, man. I mean, maybe it's that... I could movie see critics a, are like that. A book critic True. could be that mad because like, they had to read the whole book to decide they didn't like it. That's fair. They're like, motherfucker, Whereas I spent movie's like six minutes. days reading this. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then I think book critics just crush books in like a day. Yeah, oh, and I probably. think it's like the thing with all credit critics is like most of them would probably, you know, rather have a book writing career. So they're going to be kind of catty about it. Yeah. But yeah, music critics are a lot like that, too. Yeah. Where you could tell you're like they know music on a technical level. And right. you're like, you were probably in a band and the name of your music blog sounds like the name of your fucking band yeah. before that <laughs> broke up. And now it's called like Sunset in the Rear View. And you're like, that's a band name. Yeah, and now it's, it's your blog name. Band name. Yep. I think that's a real blog too, actually. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a bit good or bad one. So that's funny. <laughs> that How long into, right now. <laughs> into when you started kind of like when I think of the parts of the book that are, that are, that do seem to, at least to me very earnest when those kind of came out where you're like, Oh no, there's um, hard in here. Shit. No, I mean, no. I mean, I think that I like consciously switched directions. Um, about fifty pages in, I was like, satire isn't sustainable, and it's not as interesting as doing it as a novel. Why not? So why I, isn't it sustainable? You think? Because I think it's just kind of you're just kind of hitting the same beats over and over. Uh-huh. Um, and I also, I don't know. I thought it would be more fun to write a novel. Um, uh-huh. and to really get to like add some heart and like explore the character yeah. because I think I'm actually like a big softy deep down, but I've like. So I just want to hide it from the world so desperately right. under a disguise of comedy. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, there were definitely parts where I was like, oh, I got I to gotta balance this earnest part out with something else here or something that. Do you, the w- as far as the, like, the process by which you wrote it, was it a kind of thing where you just Are you asking of- me about my process, yes. Kevin? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm taking this really seriously. <laughs> What's your process like? Do you, do you like, did you just sit, would He's you gonna sit use down the word and just kind soon. of write? Or was it like you had a really big, like an outline and you knew where the story was going the whole time? I started off just writing bits and pieces, uh, not necessarily in any order. Um, and then once I kind of had a good amount that I could kind of look and see what it was. Then I started outlining. Uh, and I stuck pretty closely to that. Um, although I did kind of go back and rewrite and then re-outline a little bit here and there. But I, I sort of knew where I was going once I was about 50 pages in. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I spent three years writing it. So like, it went oh, through wow. a lot. Yeah, it's oh, not a okay. long time. Like, it went through a lot of changes. So, so the secret Tumblr thing, which is such a great idea for something like that, again, by the way. <laughs> Um, that's started three years ago or how, what yeah, part into that where you're like, point, fuck it, I got to do it this way. Yeah, that started, I guess more than that at this point, because I've been done for about a year. Um, 
Yeah, and I just started, you know, that was, I was just like fooling around and like an oh. hour here and there. And then I took a year to really write it in earnest and only work on that. And then another year free rights and stuff. See, so. that's one of those behind the scenes thing that a lot of people, like you hear that would stand up a lot where people just think like they don't know how long sometimes right. a certain piece of material, whether it's like an essay or a bit or a yeah. book or whatever it takes, people just go, Oh, you probably wrote that, you know, for stand up like today, yesterday, yeah. or a book is like what, four months ago. And yeah. sometimes that shit takes years, years of like the thought materializing in your head, and then you're vomiting ideas out on paper for and a while. It's you don't totally know totally wrong, and then you have yeah. to write, and then you have to like hone what was right about it. And then yeah, or the fact that years went from satire to an actual mm-hmm. novel. Like, there's so many changes that go on yeah. with in creativity that a lot of people just go, "That was probably easy, right?" You're like. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It was so hard. (laughs) I actually saw um, that, you know, like that Oculus virtual reality thing. So I saw there was a short film about like an animated hedgehog that was like wonderful. It was so cool. It was like 10 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And I was asking the guy who made it, I was like, how long did that take? And he was like, oh, it took six months. And I was like, six months? I would have guessed like two years and had totally gone like complete other way. Where I was like, now when things only take a couple months to get done, I'm amazed. Especially for uh, Oculus Rift. That thing is like, I don't even understand the technology behind that. I know, and it was really cool. God, I want, where did you get to use one of those? Did there someone, was like some some like Oculus event where they just like is showed it. That the thing, the the helmet? yeah, the yeah. giant VR goggles. I, I watched one of those. I, I some lady wants Neil to be involved with it, so she showed up to our show and was like, "You guys got like in the parking lot." Cool. I was like, you guys got to check us out. So I watched one. They're pretty. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. So when you like think you're gonna get hit by a train, the train turns into birds. Yeah, who uh, Bobby? I think uh, Lee. I experienced yeah, that one. That where he's like, "This train's coming at me," and yeah. then right before it hits you, turn into like flowers or yeah. something. This one was just about like a hedgehog who couldn't hug because he's too spiky. There were no <laughs> trains. Oh, poor hedgehog! I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Yeah. It was really sad. I'm not yeah. up. <laughs> just, can we pause for just yeah. a sec? I just got it some. Out okay, I won't it's windy away, in here. Is what it is. He figured out how to hug. <laughs> Okay, there's a happy ending. He figured out how to hug. We just put on like a giant parka. And then I'm he's not like, I've covered my spikes. I mean, okay. I don't want to ruin the saga of the hedgehog hug, but Shit. it works out well for him. I got to find someone with these goggles now. <laughs> and be like, do you have the hedgehog story in your it's goggles? It's pretty cool. <laughs> you yeah. feel like a real dope with it on your head, but it's... And then you cool take it off and you're like, oh, I've just been sitting here like walking around and doing weird stuff. Yeah. Forgetting I was in like a real room with other people. Yeah. Which is. So okay. is that something where you had to walk around or could you just sit you there? Can, I mean, you, you like look around and, it, and yeah. it, if you don't look around, it's kind of a waste because they animate everything right. around you. So right. it's kind of cool to like turn around and you can see everything in every direction. Right. So, so it's not enough movement that it looks like you're doing something. It's like it just looks like you're schizophrenic. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, you look nuts. You just look totally insane. That's going to be next level video game addiction. Yeah. yeah. There's people now that just sit in front of their Xboxes for t- 10 hours and a day. And now you can actually forget that you're not in this world. It's going to be. Yeah. And you can just live in a better one. You're for just going like to rush home to leave the world. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds okay. There's that scene <laughs> in Inception where those people would put themselves under you remember that yes where the guy went to get those drugs and there were people just laying in these beds and he was like what's going on with them he's like they do this like you know 20 hours a day they just don't like the real yeah. world so they live in that, that one notion at all it's like all right it's fine that would be like almost like drug addiction that's kind of what it is right yeah it's where you're just, just you're escaping yeah. reality exactly 
but it's way more like crystal clear. <laughs> yeah. And there's no bad trips probably. Yeah, I know. And you get You're to like, hug a lot of hedgehogs. Yeah. <laughs> you just download the exact <laughs> software you, you want. You get to download it's like going to cities but it's not crowded. You're like, I'm going to go to the East Village and yeah. get a table. I would like no line at this restaurant. Yeah, you go to Disneyland but there's no lines. <laughs> oh man, I want that program. I would just drive the freeways with no traffic. Yeah, it'd, it'd be, be LA during Christmas. I just, just go back drive, and forth to Santa Monica. Drive to the Getty. Yeah. But decide not to go. That yeah, would be of course fucking not. great. Wait, did you grow up out here in New I, York or I both? I grew up in LA, yeah. For how many years before you were like, fuck you, I'm going to New York? Uh, I moved to New York when I was about 25 okay. for a couple years and then came right back. <laughs> what made you decide to move there? Uh, I mean, I guess it's like, where else would you move? Um, it wasn't I had, Chicago, Portland, yeah. Seattle, Austin. I <laughs> just <started laughs> listing all these cities. Um... I don't know. I mean, I had a lot of friends there, and I okay. think in terms of like uh, entertainment type stuff or writing of any sort, it made sense. Um, my family's all from there, so it was kind of a natural thing. And I guess it's just like I wanted to live in New York for a couple of years. Uh, and what's I'm your did, What's your ethnic background? I'm like just like a weird mix. I'm like half a Jew, and then like a bunch of other stuff. You don't even know. So I mean, like, so the thing. Okay. It's weird. So my dad, I was always, my mom's family is Jewish. And my dad's side, uh, we were always told was like English and Irish. But neither my dad nor I really look like white people. Like it's a little yeah. bit, it's like what, just like what are you? Um, my dad, a couple years ago, like two years ago, was looking through these old family photos. And he was like, these people, like my great grandparents had like coal black eyes and hair. And he's like, I think that they're like Roma gypsies. And he asked cool. my grandma's about it. And she's like, yeah, I think that that's probably true. So I am part that maybe. You're part gypsy. <laughs> You're a gypsy. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I asked the New York thing because 20 at 25, you're already out here kind of starting to get into the industry seems like an interesting like i'm going to i don't know maybe if you were like i need a break for a while i'm moving kind to of, yeah to i mean i think i just got myself. frustrated just like yeah writing pilots that were going nowhere because i was a child and like right. being like super ambitious but also like not realizing that like was I that part just, in the book pretty close like you, were you kind of like a wonder kid uh no, i mean that was definitely like or just like a, a young hip and edgy writer I mean, I was really, like, ambitious from a really young age, um, but I definitely didn't have, like, the su success that she had. Like, right. as a playwright in high school, that was totally, totally fictionalized. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I was always, like, I had her, like, level of ambition, um, and maybe with the right drugs at the right time, I could have been something. <laughs> <laughs> to prove the right amount of cocaine at the right time yeah. <laughs> propelled you into, like, banging out scripts two a day. I finished two pilots today. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin was like giving a speech to like a writing program and he basically told them to do coke. I mean, you look at like wow. all the best, like most prolific writers and you're like, yeah. They're either That's what like they all did. Yeah. They're drunks or cokeheads. Like in the yeah. the early years of SNL, I remember reading Yeah, the the, the oral history of SNL, I think. Mm -hmm. Like all those writers were getting shit done because they were just just on drugs all the time. All the time. Yeah. They would just be up 20, like Michael O'Donohue was one of those guys that yeah. was just like, you just didn't question him because he was a genius and he would just crank shit out yeah. mm -hmm. at, you know, a rate no one else could. And he was just fucked up yeah. every All single day. I mean, that's how John Hughes did it. I don't think he was on drugs. He managed to do it some other way, but he would but stay like up Stephen all night. Like Stephen King, like the yeah. coke addict and super prolific, like. Yeah. 
don't know. It's only it's only the success stories that you hear that yeah. about that. Because well, there's also several dead people that just <laughs> yeah. the exact same. There's model. all these other with seven thousand pages yeah. of like unintelligible manuscripts. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm gonna be a Bukowski type and yeah. drink a lot and then write and then whatever happened to that guy drank himself to death, man. Just never got anything done. Yeah, landlords are throwing away lots of manuscripts of dead tenants. Like, what's yeah. this paper? I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, a lot of scribbling, tons of whiskey spilled everywhere. Yeah, no one's seen him in months. <laughs> because you finished the book um, and then took it out places, mm-hmm. how did that? How did that? Like, uh, do you? How did you deal with like editors and stuff? Did you have an editor? And but is it? Would it be different than like going a lot, like pitching a book and then writing it in chapters and then sending it to him, or did? Because you handed them a finished manuscript, was there less editing or do you think more editing? Um, probably less editing, but still like a decent amount. Uh, I re, I like, so I broke the book up into three sections. The second section I didn't really touch, but the first and the third, I ended up rewriting quite a bit for my editor. Um, really? Is that incredibly hard? Um, I mean, I, when I say quite a bit, I, I would say like, I did some rewriting, but like, I guess it wasn't like I had to do like a start to finish rewrite, but it, I think it was not really, I think I am always for like other people's ideas because I know that that's going to make it better. Um, and I definitely think that it made the book a lot better to get some more feedback in there. Uh, it's you know I, you get so I got so sick of it <laughs> like I couldn't I was gonna say, stand yeah, the book anymore. Maybe you get of tired of thinking about it, oh or you hit God. walls and in I, certain areas where you're like, just give me any idea yeah. that'll open up a new road to go. And down. because it was so personal and so dark, it, I, yeah. it like, fucked with my mental state. I was just like driving and just like in such a dark place, and it's just I couldn't wait to be done with it. Uh, but now I look back and I'm like, yeah, it was good that I had to do all that. Um, because it made it a better book. But. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of commitment to like one story or like one idea to, to spend three years with it. I do bits for like four months where I'm like, I I'm never want to say this again. Yeah, you yeah. just the shame. Fuck this joke. And you it's know? so funny how many like lines are actually like still embedded in my brain and will probably like never go away because I had to read them so many times. Right. You think once you start the next book, though, like those thoughts will just, and then the new ones. I kind of hope so, honestly. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, now that I'm kind of like vaguely talking about like possibly doing some sort of adaptation, I'm just like, can I really spend more time with the same subject matter? Yeah, I I mean, it's in reading the book, you're like, oh, it's not so much. I wonder if this will be turned into a thing. It's like, when will they turn this into a thing? Yeah, I mean, it. For me, I think people say that, and I'm like, I can't see it necessarily. As I mean, I to told book, my manager to read it because he has a client I think would be like oh. super perfect for it. Thanks, Kev. But it just seemed very like it just seems pretty. It seems easy to. Adapt. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty. Like it, it does have like a strict narrative, and I think it's like about Hollywood, and Hollywood loves stuff about Hollywood. Yeah, so. yeah totally. Um, yeah, but I'm just like, oh my god, like more time with the same. Character in the same subject yeah. matter that's so close to me. Uh, I want the next book to be about your dad or the dad, the dad character. Okay, I loved him. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm on it. I'm on it right, <laughs> right now. Uh, no, I, mean, I feel like I want to do something so totally different next, but I don't know. Japanese children. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? How so? Just a, just about Japanese children. A book what about. What do they do? What are they up to? Oh, just the the general life of a Japanese person the same age. But like without yeah. ever traveling to Japan, just my best guess. Yeah, just for make it 300 up. pages. Yeah, you just yeah. make up city names. And if people go, idea. shit, no idea what she's talking about, you're like, and just say satire. <laughs> it's about comedy. 
Yeah. <laughs> satire of Japan. You just throw comedy in there and they're like, all right, there's no rules uh, anymore. That's exactly it, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> I wasn't taking myself seriously, so why are you? Yeah. You're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> now, are you kind of glad now that you didn't go the full satire route because people would have been like, you know how like uh, how shaming culture is now on the yeah. internet. We're like, she is mocking drug use. Oh, I know. And no I'm one so- purchased her book. Ruin her life. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, I'm so surprised that that hasn't happened in any way yet. Like, I'm so used to the internet being like terrifying and mean. Yeah. And people have been like so nice so far, and I think it's because it's kind of a different thing than what they I'm might used to think, writing. Like, maybe some of this really happened. Well, also right. the we mean people. Some of it did, to be yeah. fair. The mean people on the internet are too lazy to read a whole book. That's completely it. God, you're yeah. so right. They're not yeah. reading a whole you're book. Right. It, they can't get to. They skip page two of an article before they start. That's sh- why I'm not getting that. They'll I'm read getting some of it. The Huff Post article about the book. And then I'll get shit. That writer that shit on Amy Schumer for being racist admitted she hadn't watched her stand-up. And that's not even reading anything. All you gotta do is click a fucking button (laughs) on YouTube and watch a three-minute video. Yeah, I don't got time for that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Or there was like a whole takedown of like cereal, right? And by someone who hadn't listened to cereal. Oh, yeah. What they said the author, not the author, the host was like, racist yeah. in some way and it's like what why would what yeah and you're like uh, what yeah, the internet i don't know uh but yeah i mean i think i definitely left myself like a little wiggle room in terms of that and in terms of the fact that like i like i am sober i like i did quit drinking like, oh, how long have you been sober? like uh, about three and a half years so i Me think too. really yeah. look at us we should go drink soda pops yeah ginger ale have you gotten into ginger ale yet? Ginger beer. Ginger beer. Yeah. Bundaberg is very ginger good. Ginger beer is delicious. What's your favorite brand? Um, I don't know. I kind of like it when it's kind of spicy. Me too. It's really good. The two, the stuff that's too sweet. It's not. No. I know. Because I don't fuck with soda. Yeah. Like regular. See, know. I do. I should stop. I drink. I drink soda too much. But um, yeah, a good like a bar that serves a good ginger beer is just. Yeah, cannot. I'm always like yes, because no. sometimes I'm. You have to go to bars if right. you're. I'm at bars almost every night of the yeah. week. You know, and I like didn't want to give that up just because like that was always my favorite thing in the world to do. Yeah, yeah. And like now it's not because it's less fun. But I was like, I need to still be able to do that. But yeah, certain bars are like off off limits now. Like like the drawing room used to be yes, one of my favorite you bars. Cannot be sober at the drawing room. No, and if they don't serve fucking ginger beer. No, and I got I ordered a diet coke there once and I got carded. Because the bartender thought that I was so young that I was trying to sneakily be in the bar but not order alcohol. Right, that's funny. like, man, that's weird. (laughs) So yeah, bars are like, some of them can still be fun. Yeah. But some... I like bars with like themes now. Like, Mm. have you been to 82, that pinball bar downtown? I had my birthday party there last year. Awesome. You went, right? It's so great. And there's stuff, there's stuff to do yeah and we're at the age too where those like video games are like i actually played this yeah. when i was a kid this is the greatest place in the world yeah. i love it they have barcades are popping up everywhere now i so love it great those machines must be kind of cheap now so you're like can get them or rent them maybe depending on the one like there's certain video games that are so prized and they're hard to find i'd bu- i'd buy a street fighter 2 game for sure those I think there were so many that they right. probably aren't aren't too expensive. Pinball games can cost a fortune. So much money. I've looked yeah. into it and I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, there, um, I did the same thing. There's this pinball game that is impossible to find. It's called Medieval Madness. Oh, that's my favorite game. That's the greatest oh game in the when world. You, when you hit, what's it called? Storming the Tower? No. 
No, uh, destroying the castle. Yeah, just and then you get like, and then it looks like a bunch of penises shaking back and forth. <laughs> right, the actual tower. Yeah, <laughs> See, I've never thought of it that way, <laughs> but now I can never not think of it that way. <laughs> so I, every city I travel to, I always look up coffee shops to go to, mm-hmm. interesting local food, and arcades, yeah. so I can find that game. So there's a medieval madness. There's obviously one in eighty two. Mm-hmm. There's one. The, wait, they have one there now. Yeah. See, there was not okay, one there. There's one there now. Last year. And there's one in a, at a bar in Carroll Gardens <laughs> called Bar Great Henry. Oh, okay. If you're ever in New York. <laughs> I was there last fucking year. Yeah, My man. buddy used to live in Carroll Gardens. And we walked through there. I did not know that. Yeah. I was too busy going to every coffee shop I could possibly find. <laughs> I went to 22 coffee places in 17 days. That's absurd. Yeah. Well, I'm a very, very obsessed with coffee. What's your favorite place in LA? Um, it's kind of a hard one because there's a few... Blue Bottle is very good. Uh, and there's now a few of those. Yeah. And um, Dinosaur is good over in Silver Lake. Huh. Coffee Commissary is good. Yes. There's a couple of those. I feel like I'm like a cafe tropical purist, though. I have Can't d- beat that Cuban coffee. Yeah, I tried it years ago, but I like the really snobby pretentious We've derailed shit. into a really interesting We do topic. this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll swing back somehow. Um, we're still in the world of things we're doing because we're sober, and that relates to your book. Because Okay. Um, but yeah, those... I like those places because yeah. they just take coffee to a whole nother fucking insane level. Um, and then Go Get Em Tiger is very, very good. Where's that? There's one in Larchmont and Beverly... And there's one, a pop-up shop in Silver Lake okay. on like Rowena or whatever. Cool. Their espresso is unbelievable, and they're 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 just like masters of coffee. The guy, one of the guys that owns it, won like the national barista championships. Oh, like that's very exciting. Ago. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Not at all. I've never dealt <laughs> with way him. too into his art. But some of the that, that, those people do have that yeah. that reputation. But I I mean I talk to these guys all over the country when I just go into these places. They're the nicest people. And they're just super into the thing that they do. And yeah. they're just happy that you found their little coffee shop and you're into like their weirdly locally sourced and roasted shit. And they're yeah. just like, oh, awesome. Where do you live? L.A. Do you go here and there and here and there? And then you can like nerd out over this thing that is when you're an outsider, you're just like, you guys are weird. <laughs> but being obsessed with coffee doesn't make me, um, you know, super depressed and cheat on people and do stupid shit. I mean, unless you meet the right barista. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, it beats whiskey in a yeah, lot of ways. It does. So right. I will be super addicted to that and be unapologetic I'm about it. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so when you got sober, what was it? Was it one of those like right before you started the book and then you did and you're like, I need to get all this out yeah, into a novel. it was during the book. Um, See how I we got s- right back on course? Yeah, I'm okay. really impressed because <laughs> you're like super caffeinated and on. Um, right. Yeah, it was during the writing of it, actually, which I think was probably what drew me to it in the first place was this kind of like underlying like, all right, I'm going to need to do this. And then okay. I got to kind of live out that narrative like to its like logical extreme without actually having to live it out, um, which was, I think, you know, good for my whole being alive thing. And Do you think that um, had something to do with changing it from satire to a novel? Probably, yeah. I think probably that was my own like need to... Addiction wasn't so hilarious anymore? Yeah. True. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty funny. <laughs> it, it, I mean, oh, yeah. that's the thing is that in all my friends that are sober, there is a, an aspect of it that is sort of funny. Yeah. And always will be because the stories are amazing and outlandish. Oh, yeah. right. Or just even like smaller moments where like there's a point in the book where the character like falls asleep on a toilet. Like, I did that. I fell Me asleep like, at a friend's place. 
door did not lock on a toilet until morning. Yeah. And it's like, that's so funny to me. <laughs> in my the last the time hell? I did that, in my head I was like, Well, I don't need to puke now. Right. But like I might and if I went back to my room, I might like, what if I throw up in bed? I'd have to walk all the way back here, risking it. It makes way more sense to just fall asleep right by this toilet. toilet. To be fair, that's solid logic. Yeah, yeah. you have all those thoughts in your head, like in a split set, and then you're just like, I mean, because look, you knew yeah. you were going to barf 100%. Yeah. yeah, I was being responsible. You're keeping, is what you're telling you yourself. saved several floors from getting vomit on them. Yeah, and never did I. But I would just wake up and my, like my shoulder yeah, would hurt because I slept like, on a tile like, floor. Functional anymore? It's like it's sleeping just, on a plane. Uh, right, right, right. Exactly. And just like just <laughs> me being so so grateful that no one walked in and saw that because yeah. <laughs> I would take it from like funny to just to like oh, she needs so to wrap sad. it up. She needs to like get yeah. help. She, yeah, yeah. Well, now there'd be so many pictures. Oh, oh. I would take a coffee table books worth of pictures of a friend of mine who That's fell asleep true. on a toilet yeah, yeah. For, i would buy that coffee table book a lot of people would yeah. i'm so glad i'm not like the late teenager early 20s person yeah. growing up now and making oh stupid mistakes God, i know it's all, all of it documented. yeah all of it would be yeah. documented yeah it'd be a fucking nightmare or even like i don't want Terrible. people to see my haircut from when i was 17 like, right much less. <sighs> that stuff i don't really mind because you look back and you're like that was so 90s uh, of really me here. but the things so that were bad. you're like you weren't aware you right. know it wasn't like a class photo yeah. or something you're just like did you go right girl bangs ever yeah i mean yeah uh not quite i had i had like an emo side bang for a while right. uh, but that wasn't even the worst of it i just <laughs> somehow stumbled into this really awful short just this haircut where like i hated it the second it had happened it was like it was like <laughs> kind of like undercut on the back but like spiky it was so bad and i hated it immediately uh and i'm so ashamed of so it was like long up front and then it got like had some bangs and it was like kind of longer but then it was like pushed up and kind of like shaved it was it was awful and have you like combed through the internet to make sure there's no pictures of that up there you know so i like like, a friendster um i was on but i no longer have that email address and i've forgotten my password so i cannot delete my friends profile so that is still out there it's still there can't you just flag it as offensive and they'll take it down it's a great idea or just contact the friendster people if they're still i mean i don't is it still i think it's like big in singapore now so it's that means it's still got to be up. i couldn't remember my like youtube password so i just flagged a bunch of stand-up videos as copyright infringement that i had put up myself and they took them all they took them all down that's smart but now your youtube account has copyright problems well i've never i would just make a new one i yeah. guess okay. i'm pro- i the uh likelihood of me posting my own stand-up on youtube at this point is really slim. half of a percent <laughs> yeah <laughs> so odds of that there. are very very <laughs> slim <laughs> yeah. i guess maybe you that's never know, true Kevin, you i finish a novel it. before i post a that's a big feat yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way that'll happen <laughs> absolutely no way that's pretty funny. When the part, one of the parts of the, my, well, I guess one of my favorite parts of the book is uh, when you, when you, when you realize your father's novel is, when he explains it like that, he wasn't right. He didn't have the problem that you had. Yeah. In writing, in writing that, did you? Was that more about like the, the character ha- maybe having to like take responsibility for her actions as opposed to blaming it on? Yeah, 
it was. That was actually a really late addiction. Uh, I went through and I added that whole narrative pretty late in the process. Um, and yeah, I think it was a way for the character to have to take responsibility for, you know, the fact that, like, I think she let herself become an addict because she thought she was genetically predisposed. Right. Um, and I think it also hammers home this idea where you have this character who wants to have these experiences so that she can write about them. Uh, it kind of hammers home the point that, like, you can if you're if you can write then you should be able to just write um, right the idea of like being creative as opposed to having to be like this authenticity like, minor yeah, exactly yeah. exactly um where it's like you can you know where her father was just like i wanted to do this thing and i just wrote a book and treated it like a job which is really how i recommend writing to anyone <laughs> who asks is like you think of it as a job and sometimes it sucks yeah. but you don't sit around and wait for your like inspiration to come in the form of another drink or whatever um yeah it's like I, I was saying earlier there's people that just think like either you either did it right away yeah because that's just how creative people are right or something or right. like on, only like creative or creative people is like it's that's some kind of special thing that either you have to have this special gift to be a rock star or an actor yeah. or a comedian when in, or like, writer at the end of the day all of the people who are the best at it are the people who work the hardest. And that's unfortunate because it's like you want to think that it's this like fun, easy, like inspired thing, but it's really just like sitting down and doing a lot of slogging. And talent is, I mean, obviously... A thing, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Some people just have more of it, but like the the ones that put in all the fucking hard work people like to romanticize yeah. it where they go like this person's so talented they just probably sat down on like some antique typewriter with a cigarette hanging on and just like banged out a book yeah. in like an afternoon like, and you're like no <laughs> yeah and no if that one's happened, banged out a book in, in an, an afternoon, afternoon. <laughs> right 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 and then you have like all right you have the Kerak story about like on the road being written in three weeks but like he was again on speed the whole time yeah it's like when that happened and it's because of what this. i know about it is it went through edits yeah. and it was looked at and, and revised it's a, it's a mess yeah it wasn't also i reread on the road recently did you no big foot not i, I was like I, nah. yeah yeah i was just like this is a guy romanticizing he's kind of just like a feels like a privileged white dude like look i'm close to people that exactly. aren't white <laughs> right. like at any point he could have just gone back to his super safe life right and not contemplated jazz yeah, <laughs> 50 pages. contemplating jazz got white people a long way oh, back boy, then did it uh, really all you had to do you're yeah. right was just you know have some thoughts about jazz you didn't even have to thought you just had to say it i mean jazz. you know you just had to jazz. say jazz right yeah. jazz. jazz you know what i mean when i say jazz jazz totally jazz. Let's do jazz. this guy knows about jazz, jazz. Yeah. <laughs> and none of them were making jazz they just no. all went and saw it yeah yeah and just Before Charlie it. Parker had to make all the goddamn jazz. Yep, and then white <laughs> people wrote about it. And Ugh. Yeah, and then <laughs> they stole the it, and now jazz is the whitest thing besides street art. It really is. That's what when you think about jazz now, you think about white people. Oh, it's incredibly white. <sighs> yeah, there really isn't like a a culture there anymore with it. It's just being played for free outside museums. <laughs> Yeah, and they're still so good. Like the people playing it are still yeah. otherworldly good at yeah. it, and it's just given away for free at Lakma. Uh. Or it's your, or it's your white friends going like, "I'd like to take in a jazz night one of these." <laughs> one of these. Yeah. And then when you tell them, you go, "Yeah, well, there's one down in like you know, South Central or Compton." They're like, I "Think we'll just go to the Cheesecake Factory." Yeah. Like they just go right, uh, right. You're like, but that's where you would go see. Like a jazz night that's been around or a blues night for 20, 30 years. Yeah. But they go like, we don't want to venture into those yeah. neighborhoods. That's what all that, those beat writers to me just seem like people that were like so excited to be, because they were standing around being terrified because there were black people around. 
Exactly. And they're like, you gotta live. You gotta be hungry for it. it's like you were just you also scared. Be, yeah. Because you were gonna get mugged all the time. Uh, a friend of mine has this really <laughs> my favorite story. Just of a friend of his, this woman who was really like claimed to be like so into jazz. And my friend was like, oh, no <laughs> one's actually that into jazz. Claimed to be so no, into and jazz. And like she's like, no, 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 like you don't understand this one particular like Miles Davis song. Like that it changed my life. It's one of the most meaningful things in the world to me. And my friend goes, oh yeah. Hey, so what uh, what instrument did Miles Davis play? And she goes piano it's like that's exactly it yeah. wow what did he play he played jazz yeah like he, you can't like one jazz, jazz song instrument? and know nothing but and claim to be so into jazz but that's the only genre really where you can get away with it i watched yeah. i recently watched the ken burns jazz documentary which is very very interesting so you know what instrument miles davis yeah played. and even by the end i was I like was the all right enough he played i mean they all <laughs> were like geniuses at everything oh. Trumpet. That's the thing. They were all so fucking shocking. But even by the end, there was, I remember there was a part where a woman, she was a jazz singer. She goes, you know, a lot of people think you can't scream and make it musical, but you can. And then you listen to the jazz. You're like, no, you can't. You cannot. <laughs> that is horrible Please do sounding. Not. <laughs> it was just her screaming. You're like, this is bad. Yeah. Right. Like eventually it just sounded like very talented musicians throwing their instruments down a flight of steps. Like experimental jazz sounds like. Have you ever heard of John Zorn? No. That guy's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> like, look up his his music, and it sounds like people doing that, like throwing their instruments around or just, like, just screaming yeah. into them. <laughs> Have you seen that Key and Peele jazz sketch? I don't think the so. The what? No. The Key and Peele jazz sketch. Oh, it's, no. it's I'm already so in. so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, like, my favorite one. It's Okay, Amazing. I gotta watch that. You have to. Because every once in a while, I'm like, I think I've seen all the sketches online, and then so someone will throw out a new one. So now <laughs> yeah. I got a new one. <laughs> I'll watch the East. I'll watch the East West Bowl sketch all day long. That yeah. one's funny. There's a few of those too. Yeah, with it with the name. There's more than one. I, I remember yeah, I was at an airport, and there were there was a volleyball team, like a high school <laughs> volleyball team, just doing it, like just doing it back and forth to each right, other. Right, and right. I was like, I wish they could see the reach of this sketch. Yeah. 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 Wow. I think I I like years ago when I had this like weird blogging job, I interviewed them at Comic-Con and this was like right after season 1 came out and that's what they actually said they're like the the thing that people do the most is just come up to us and start reciting that sketch the names. and those names and it's like those are so weird. Yeah. Yeah, just like, someone runs up to you and goes lugubrious boozler yeah. and you're like yes, uh, yes, yes I did make up lugubrious <laughs> boozler. Was that the same blogging job that you were like different one actually. Different yeah, different one. Was that did you like that one better? I did like that one better. So you um, quit that one for the better one. I quit one. that one wrote spent a year on the book and then like was offered a thing that I like I needed a job and like it was a good offer so I took it for an, a year okay but. did you have to like basically take jobs and save up to like plan to write like alright I need like a or was it something you did kind while of. working I mean it was something I started doing while working and then when I was there was a year where I was freelancing and then working on the book but um, yeah I mean I definitely like I I was like I had to be really conscious of like making sure that I was saving and you know, and it was easier because I just quit drinking. So like I yeah. wasn't going Money's out. just falling yeah, out of your exactly. pocket. Where does this $1,800 a month come from? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and that honestly made such a big difference, but especially bars in New York. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy how much money I spent. Like, Oh yeah. They're open later. There's their, yeah. everything's more expensive. It's, I know. And like uh, a month later, you're like, I could buy a house now go, with exactly. all this money that I have. Legit. I, I, I really, my friend Brad, I think in his life has probably spent $600,000 on Heineken. 
Jesus Christ. Heineken. Living in New York. That's not even Also, expensive. he worked at a record label, and so he would always like go out with the bands and pick up the tab. Like, it's got to be... He that's would crazy. pick up... I yeah. thought the label would have to pick up well, the tab. Well, that's the kind of thing you probably are supposed to like take the receipt in, but like, you know... He just wasn't no doing it. was just too you know what, that's what I, do. I just realized I'm, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm supposed to be expensing right now, and I completely forgot. I'm going to do that. Thanks to you guys. No, yeah. please do. I just know for... It's Brett who was on our podcast. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact... When he was just like, oh, it's RCM. Like, there's no way you kept that receipt. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. It was 4 a.m. It was you and the strokes. Yeah. <laughs> it probably lit the receipt on fire. Yeah, you going, threw it out. Fuck the like, labels anyway. You're like, yeah. oh, is this it? And you blew it everywhere. And burnt down. This is it. Yeah. yeah. All about new leather jackets. <laughs> right, right, right. So now that we're on the subject of music, there's a lot of music in the book. Yeah, there is. I wanted to use music. I use it in like a really specific way where I wanted like all the songs referenced to be either like about drugs or written by like those glorified Uh drug addicts and just kind of show like the cultural influence of, you know, this idea that like addicts are cool um, and how that can affect a person before they're even like old enough to have tried drugs. Um, Yeah. Cause that, you know, that happens in the character. And I think that happened to me when when I was just like listening to like the velvet underground and like the sex pistols at like 12 before I'd really even like smoked pot. And it's like, yeah, but it was on your list of things to do because you're like, those guys are cool, are cool. And exactly. I want to be cool. It's, just, so, it's all drugs are just they make you cool. I wish you I wish there was like a way an alternate universe where you could see what like Lou Reed would have been like off heroin. Yeah. And if he would have been just as good. Right. Or like all I mean, you you can't make the case that it didn't do well, something. Cause like, think about Lou Reed after heroin. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't ever try and say that like it doesn't. You can't. It's not a black or white thing. Exactly. You know. So a lot of these guys were partially lucky to be able to like get fucked up and have the creative, you know, abilities yeah. to make awesome shit, and then get discovered and be famous. And some of them got to survive it and yeah. then get sober. And you're like, yeah, they're not Do as. Do you good. think you can make the case though that the reason they got on drugs in the first place was because of like being in emotional pain? The emotional pain still would have been there if they hadn't have done the drugs. And I think like yeah. the more successful you are the more access to the drugs and the more people let you get away with it um, right but yeah i mean i think the a lot i mean a lot of people get into drugs and alcohol because they're broken inside on some level yeah and go, isn't broken oh, inside what's that on some level who who is it <laughs> oh no i think i mean everyone everyone is to some degree they have yeah. their issues and you know but like most people on, just suck it up and don't feel like they have to write songs about it yeah. Why, am I, did I just come down on the wrong side of all music? Am I being critical of all music now? <laughs> right. You literally called all of them pussies. Yeah. yeah Some people suck that. it up and get a regular job yeah. and deal with it. Put on your I'm hard hat that. and just make a song, homo. <laughs> <laughs> right. How did that end up happening? Jesus, get your lunch pail. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've struggled with that thought over the over the years too, because I definitely grew up thinking that way and and then changing my mind yeah. later. Like I had this whole like I wrote this whole essay on on my uses with drugs mm-hmm. and 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 how I viewed it in comedy and all this stuff like right around when Robin Williams died because that hit me pretty bad yeah and it just fucked with my whole notion of like why do people feel like they need to be like buy into the whole broken thing right like I'm sad I'm broken so I have to be an addict I have to use drugs I have to drink and I'll romanticize the shit out of it. And then a lot of people don't get anything done. Exactly. And when I looked at Robin Williams' life and how he he did all that when he was younger and then achieved fucking everything yeah. you could want in life. 
He won Academy Awards. He was one of the most respected comedians in the world. He did everything. And then in the end, he was still like, I'm not happy. I'm miserable. He relapsed a couple times. And then he ends up taking his own life. And it just made me want to put my fist through a fucking wall. We found out sitting right here. Yeah. We did a podcast and then turned our phones back on. And we're just like, Robin Williams killed himself. So I had this like... I sat there and thought about how I went through it. Right. And I was like, how did I view this when I was younger? And I thought like, yeah, when, you know, when you're depressed and miserable and broken and whatever ways you are personally and how you get into this stuff and think like, that's how the other comics did. That's how Robin Williams and Lenny Bruce and Pryor. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy into that whole thing. And then like you wake up one day and you're like, I'm not happy. Yeah. And I'm watching sleeping on a mattress. Like I haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. I mean, I fortunately didn't get to where like I, you know, threw my life away or anything, but it just wasn't helping any of the depression I I had and all that. And then, but you're watching your friends around you like literally die. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't working. And then you look around at all the people that you know that are like sober and, and still creative and still successful. There's like a, you know, a bunch of comedians out there now and writers and people. And that's the crazy thing is like before, as soon as I got sober, I started realizing how many other people were, but I had no idea. And it was just like, wow, there's just a lot of people who are like, this just doesn't work for me anymore. Um, it's, it's interesting, but, and I, I can't speak to musicians necessarily, but I know comedians who, like, you know, you could say like, oh, they were more edgy and rebellious right. or something when they were like, you know, boozing or using. But a lot of them now are sober and they're more creative yeah. than ever and are just, they're laser focused on what they're doing and they're churning out amazing shit. And you can wake up in the morning and work and yeah. like sit down and get stuff done and not just like throw up last night's maker's mark for six hours. Like, yeah, totally. It's incredible that that adds to productivity. Yeah. What a thing. Uh, <laughs> I know. I didn't, I didn't realize for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's also such a, an excuse, you know, if you're a creative person and no matter what, there is an appeal to drugs and alcohol. Like yeah. that does make you feel better sometimes. And it's so much easier to get away with it if you can kind of say that like I'm an artist and I'm I need this and this is going to make me more interesting. Yeah. And it is hard to discount the appeal because there yeah. is an appeal of and it's not it nothing. Oh, and totally. It clearly, is fun. It yeah. clearly it feels shit. good. If it, it cures social anxieties, mm-hmm. that was a huge. Where yeah, I was like too. one or two drinks at this like, party and I'm charming the fucking yeah. shit out of everybody. No drinks and I'm like I don't know who I am. It just I makes am. things yeah. more fun. It's like this would this party would have like you. Yeah. It just makes I don't know. It's but now when I become thing. I don't know about you, but when I look back now, I go like, well, if I don't think this party's going to be fun, now I go like, just don't Don't, go to it. Exactly. Instead of like, oh, go and then have a few drinks, then it'll be fun. Why am I manufacturing fun? I'll just go. I'll wait and go to a party that just will be fun. Yeah, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. A lot of them aren't. Sorry. A lot of them are not fun. We, all right. <laughs> fuck music and fuck parties. Yeah. No, I actually want to know about your musical like tastes and stuff because you put a lot of great music in there. And was all of it like the drug-induced or influenced musicians that you personally like yeah. or you're like, this needs to be there? Yeah, those were all... Everything in it is stuff that I actually like. Um, I'm trying to remember what's actually even... And I think there's like... Like Stones and Velvets and like Iggy Pop and mm-hmm. like a lot of Nico. I don't even remember what else. What? Don't you mention you mentioned Nico in there too? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was late on the Stones thing. I think that that I love They're them. just the best. 
Yeah. I just want all music to be the Rolling Stones. Right. Is the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, think they're, I mean, I just think they're so amazing. But when I was younger, I just like, because you'd listen to the radio, right? And I didn't come from a household that was into like all this old, yeah. you know, classic rock and like cool shit. So I just heard what I heard on the radio. And you'd hear the same four or five Stones songs. Right. And like with the Beatles when I was younger, I was just like, let it end. I never want to hear these songs again. Yeah, if you didn't and then, love Satisfaction and Start Me Up. Right. Yeah, you did like, for a minute. Even yeah. the, like, like, I, I do love Satisfaction. It is song. a good song. And Start Me Up is great because you're like, why the Make a Dead Man comes uh, line is amazing. Right. Like, how is that? How does that make you more attractive? <laughs> you're making yeah. a dead man come. Like, that doesn't right. that hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you look at like, like Exile on Main Street for my money is the best Stones record and like maybe the world's best record. And like, that's never on the radio. You never yeah. anything. That's from a that fantastic record. album. It's so good. Yeah. I almost, I wonder if the Stones are kind of a victim of how huge they were. Yeah. Where they were still like this kind of gritty, authentic band, but they were so big. Yeah. Like you too big. Like you two could put out a really interesting record and there's no, no way I would listen look. to it. Everyone's going to be mad when it's free. Yeah, they're like, uh, shut up, yeah. right. Bono, shut up. <laughs> yeah, the I think golden the, I guitar. Mean, the exposure, especially back in the radio days, before yeah. you could just go, I'll just go on the internet and yeah. find whatever I want to find. You just listen to the radio and then you heard the same seven fucking songs. Yeah. Three of them are Stone songs. Yeah. If you're listening to like And then the other one's like Hotel California. Yeah. And like that's it. Which I, I started hating the Eagles when I was younger. I'm like, fuck this bit. I but hate then, the Eagles. The Eagles, I'm like, that's Ugh. the worst band You the listen. World. I watched the documentary on them. Yeah. It's awesome. Really? It's really good. Really? You see them in a whole different light. I'm telling you. Oh. And then you listen to some of their songs and you're like, the songs that weren't like the big ones and you're like. It's a pretty good band. That's true. And then they, there's that uh, the Tom Waits cover that they do that's like beautiful, old 55 or whatever. I, I guess, all right. That's like yeah. the one Eagles thing that I like, let's right, right, right. Uh, I remember but. Glenn Fry in an interview was saying how he doesn't use email because it can be read in transit. He was like, yeah, yeah so we don't do emails. Like, no one cares about your emails, Glenn Fry. No. <laughs> yeah, he but was how also lucky that they also have their hair because how oh, easy yeah. to make fun of the bald Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's totally All of them? True. The whole band? They do. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty rare. I, I think they do. When you think about it, that is worth some. That's pretty lucky. Yeah. A lot of rock stars that, and genetically just are, just get four lucky. dudes genetically like statistically speaking that should not be the case. Like, right. why do most lead singers are like can be shirtless into their fifties or sixties? No, it's Hair. really they're, weird. Oh, they're just like skinny. Yeah. And they're in good. They never get like they never look like the average fat. If Mick old Jagger person. goes bald. We're not talking about the Stones right now. No, we're just not. He'll just that's wear true. weird, cool fedoras, dude. That's and like he the, can pull it off because he's fucking Mick the Jagger. The Edge wore a hat when he got married, and you're like, come on, Edge. I saw the Edge in a hotel recently. And What's his real name? Uh, no one knows. Edgar. Probably. You'd hope that would be great. Wouldn't that be great? Actually, if it was just short for Edgar. All and he was like, time? um, yeah. it's pronounced Edger. Like, no, <laughs> it is not Edgar. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Edgar. <laughs> we don't agree with you. Have you? I just recently watched The Last Waltz. Have you seen that? Yes. Fantastic. That, I couldn't believe I, I missed the boat on that shit. I know. It is the fucking greatest con- live concert yeah. film ever. Yeah. And I felt like an asshole for never watching it when I was younger. I mean, you've seen it now. <laughs> Better than that Katy Perry one? I saw that one, too. Right. I, I had to see that one. <laughs> and I had to, like, I couldn't wait. But, like, a girlfriend at the time was like, listen, we're watching this well, fucking Katy Perry. 11. <laughs> no, she was actually older than me. Um, only by a couple of years. But Katy she was Perry's like, in a fight with nuns to buy a house, yes! like, a half mile away from here. They don't want to give it to her. They don't want to give her this house. But then, like, the, the higher up church 
folks, which do want to give it to term, her. Like, it's a lot of money. The card, the Cardinals want to sell it to her. Yeah. What? The nuns don't. But the nuns don't really have a say. They don't have a say. It's going to go to the courts. Yeah. Why do they not want to give it to her? Because I think the other person that tried to buy it was going to make it partially open to the public so people could still see it. Katy Perry's just going to live there. Oh. People think it's because the nuns think Katy Perry's trash. That's not the case, apparently. Huh. It's That's, because that was my first the, thought. There was yeah. a, the, a hotel developer person was going to buy it, and she was going to make it like a thing. She was going to live there too, but like it was going to be a boutique hotel where you could also like, as a, the public could take little tours and look around. Oh, that sounds way cooler. I, the people who live around there don't want it as a boutique hotel because right. of they don't want a hotel near their that houses. Yeah, fuck sense. that. Yeah. I see every side here. Yep, it's tough. It's a cube of... But I was talking to someone, they're like, oh, if she gets that house, you, a drone will be flying over that pool every day in hopes of getting Katy Perry That's topless. So true. Every oh, single yeah. day. That's probably just going to happen with any celebrity's house soon enough. There was a guy who shot... A drone was flying over his house in, like, I want to say Missouri, and he just took out a shotgun and shot it out of the sky. Yeah. And I'm then cool, the guy yeah. on the drone was like, hey, this guy shot my drone, and now the guy's getting in trouble. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, I think that is completely yeah. fair. That to me is like fair. You can fly a drone over people's houses, but they're allowed to shoot it out of the sky. I agree with that. That seems like fair, fair game. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, because I mean, there's also all these rules. And all the shots of Katy Perry with a shotgun are gonna be awesome. Oh, dude, it's yeah. gonna be the best. Topless Katy Perry at blows the pool drone with out a of shotgun. sky. You, if you got a, a a pick of Katy Perry with the shotgun, even just in a bikini, yeah, yeah. it's worth uh, it's worth its weight in, in platinum. <laughs> That would be, yeah, that would be the greatest photo in the world. She'd really have to would. make it her album cover for every subsequent album that would come after that. She could have a country record after that. But uh, for her album cover, it would have to be shooting flowers or something colorful. Whichever. Like, do your thing. Art direct the hell out of it. But regardless, yeah, yeah. her with a shotgun <laughs> be awesome. becomes the most iconic image in the history of images. Yeah. Yeah. I'd listen to that album based on its cover. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be like, that's probably That be photo takes good. a dump on those two people kissing when the war ended or whatever in Times Square. <laughs> right. <laughs> it shits directly on their faces. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure band of yours? Um, now that we're talking about Katy Perry, <laughs> <laughs> who I don't really, um, I watched that documentary, hated her a little, not hated her, yeah. but I was like annoyed by her a little less. I'm like, she works hard and she does a interesting looking live show. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure into it's music. a fun show, I guess. Yeah. Uh, God, what is a guilty uh, I don't know, like maybe kind of Taylor Swift, like a couple Taylor that Swift new songs, album, right? It's pretty good, <laughs> top notch, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still listen to it. Yeah, like a few songs. I'm like, I'm throwing on a uh, Bad Blood <laughs> or whatever the other, <laughs> and I got the extended version, like with this extra tracks. Yeah. Because I remember I was talking to Nikki Glaser. More heartbreak. She was like, she's a huge Taylor Swift fan, uh-huh. and she tweeted something about it. And I was like, I think it looks like you have the regular version. She's like, what, there's a deluxe <gasps> version? I'm like, they only sell it at Target, but I found it like online and I just downloaded it. She's like, I need to get on. I need yeah. to get it. Because there's like two extra songs and then there's a few tracks of her discussing her songwriting and eh, then like out, that, I think. outtakes, not outtakes, but her recording like the bare bones version on her voice memos, oh. which are a little interesting. Yeah, that actually does sound yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I got that version. <laughs> so you're a super fan. <laughs> I just needed to do it because everyone was, people couldn't just stop talking about it on Twitter, and I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And then I'm like, motherfucker, I like that. Yeah. It's so, and I'm unapologetic about it because I have exquisite taste in music. So I'll throw in a Taylor Swift and be like, deal with it, motherfucker. <laughs> So, okay, that one, that's a good one. Um, but what's one where people are like, holy shit? Oh, God. Uh, okay, you know what I like that no one else has ever liked in the history of the world is that um, 
Scarlett Johansson, Tom Waits cover album. Whoa. Everyone hates it. And I was like, eh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I only heard like one or two songs I mean, on it's it. pretty. I mean, so they're good songs, you know? Okay. So like, and she doesn't fuck them up too bad. I like it. I no mean, I feel like if it. Tom Waits is involved, it yeah. can't be that bad. I mean, she sounds like they they did a weird thing on her voice. Yeah. Where she just sounds like a, like a, like a drugged up like fairy and it. And she sings some good songs. Yeah, her voice isn't that bad. Yeah, she, I remember going to one of the Coachellas and there was, I think she sang with like, I can't remember the band now, but it was some My Bloody Valentine Nest, some sort of yeah. band like that in that, around, in that era. And they were on stage and then this girl comes out and starts singing and I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. And then someone was like, that was Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And I didn't know and I enjoyed it. So right. I could, you That's couldn't do the thing amazing. where you go backwards. Yeah. Because you enjoy something. If someone was like, Scarlett Johansson's going on, you're going to be like, I'm not going to like this. Ah, uh, yes. But it, it happened before I knew, and I was like, that voice was good, and the yeah. song was good. Yeah. And it was her, and I was like, yeah. I can't shit on I mean, I can't recommend her. this album to anyone, but like, I will say that it, I don't hate it. Right. <laughs> I, I won't say like run out and buy it, because um, it's not that good. No I one does that. I genuinely like Rusted Root. Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh oh. I love that Uh-oh. semi. Uh-oh. I fucking love that semi on my way song. I fucking love it. I love the video. I love the fact that they're from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's a mess. I just look at them and I think they were having the time of their lives for two years. There's sure. 30 people in the band. No one made a dime. I watched the video of them recently. It is they a made bummer. so many dime bags. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I buy into it completely. Just a bunch of. White hippies, and I love it. I love it. That's I don't care that man. it's like the rental car, Hertz rental car song. I don't. Ca- I love it. <laughs> I love great. that song so much. I listen to it at least once a week. Really? It makes me feel good. Huh. I read an article the other day on Third Eye Blind. I guess they're still around. Really? <laughs> yeah. They just put wow. out a new album, too, yeah. and they're still touring, and they were talking about their you know, live performance. And, and then that's one of those bands, too, and I go, like, they're old songs. We're, like, catchy. yeah pop rock remember hits. when uh, uh semi charm live when everyone was like up in arms because like kids loved it and they're like this song we figured out is about meth and it's like yeah, yeah because the lyrics are like doing meth feels <laughs> good or whatever yeah, yeah. Like, it says meth <laughs> like eight times in the yeah. song yeah it's Word pretty direct there are no allegories there are no like it's it says, just doing this is crystal meth will make you break maybe or, like no i think it said like keep you up like i think it's it was like i don't know yeah he but, says yeah, it says, in there they st- he says say, crystal like, meth yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you're like, well, he didn't say a- amphetamine at the end, so who knows what he means. <laughs> yeah. So the Stones are your favorite band of I all think time? so. I really love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giving Rust a root or try? Well. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want you to make a, dis- a rash choice. Yes. Uh, they you know, they cover Tumble and Dice. <laughs> no, really? Uh, I have no idea. I've never <laughs> heard a Rusted Root that. song, I don't think. Uh, yeah, they're a really good band. Um, it's hard to, like, it's hard to argue with. I mean, I won't see them now just because I feel like it would just be depressing. I've always um, admired their ability to stay together. Yeah. Yeah. I agree it's with that. It's pretty cool. Have Almost you seen them every before? other band can't. No, I, I have Me neither. I just was never the right, you know, I was always just too young and like I don't want to have my only like stone seeing experience be of them old. <laughs> yeah. I hear they're still pretty good live. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Which it's was kind of like surprising. When you do have so much like good, like, like documentary concert footage where you're like, eh. Yeah, that's true. When yeah. your memories of are of them. You get the virtual the reality helmet. 
Oh my Duo God. Stones concert film. Yeah. That's the best idea I've ever heard. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that soon. Yeah. Like, that would I, be the best way to watch it. It'll be the new like hologram yeah. r- version. That's what I would get it for. Yeah. yeah. Is concert films. Like, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to a Pink Floyd concert. Click. Yeah. And then you're just there for I'm going to see hours. Dave Matthews Band at Red Rock. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Opening. Yeah. yeah. Route. I'm going to dump your virtual reality goggles in a fucking trash can because you're going to watch a Dave Matthews concert. That's <laughs> what I'm doing with my You night. know you like some of those songs. Crash was kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's got their guilty pleasures. <laughs> and you're not a human <laughs> being. pleasure. What's that? That is the guiltiest pleasure. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, he sings kind of like a Muppet on drugs. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot stand that band. But it's Drummer like, was so good. One or two of their songs, it's like, like... hockey jerseys. I'd be lying if I didn't say like... It was just... They were good pop rock songs. I think he was... they kind of catchy. Before, he's ruined by like his lame fans. Yeah, the, the, the bros got a hold. I, I think you guys are giving Dave Matthews Band... Too much credit. Don't ever no, accuse me not of that enough again. credit. I will never give him too much credit. <laughs> he annoys the fans. shit out of me. He became. He was like the first frat band. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I can, you go to a thing, you're like, these are just lacrosse jerseys. I don't like this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some bands just don't have control over that. I think, and that's when like a band reaches a point of like they've gotten too big for themselves is when the bros get a hold of it. Yeah. And then it's, a, it happened it to Kings like of Leon. Yes, no, band, Sex though. on Fire brought a kind of people to their shows where you're like, oh no. The last time I watched them was at the Hollywood Bowl like four or five years ago or something. And, and that was a big venue for them at the yeah. time. They were getting to that point. And I still liked them and everything, but the, the vibe at the concert was so different. Yeah. And they were just like, a lot of dudes yelling and cheering and, yeah. and all just this just waiting shit. for two songs. They weren't... You could just gauge by yeah. their reaction yeah. to the other song. And right before the encore, I remember a couple of guys yelling, play Freebird. And I'm like... Oh, shut I'm the I'm like, fuck I'm hearing up. that yeah. at this? Yeah. I'm like, I'm leaving before yeah. the encore. No, it's tough. When I go see them now, it's... it's yeah. You know. Because there's... I mean, you just... There's certain I'm concerts. Really sorry for your loss. <laughs> it's a big loss. They meant a lot to me. They mean a lot to me. They're great. They're, They're great. old They're a stuff. Great fucking band. Their I know. New album's great. I love them. I love their music. Yeah, they are really good. But Best artwork ever. Really? Yeah, Best, it's great. Their albums, their t-shirts <laughs> are front to back. Some of the most important art you've ever seen. What episode was Brett? I don't know. I don't know numerically. It's probably in the 80s. What well, the episode's called Brett. Kill, Kill album Rowe. art with Brett Kilroe. Yeah. So he's he's the art director for cool. for RCA that did a lot of their mm-hmm. their stuff. We had him on. Awesome. Super great guy. Yeah. Super talented dude. An actual genius. Yeah, he's yeah. fascinating. Probably anyway. knows about the moon. Yeah, he might. He would have dispelled that moon question <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, he yeah. would have been like, "Kevin, honey, shut up." So, <laughs> so stupid. Are you on a book tour right now? Did you just finish one? Are you starting one? Um, I did a couple events here in in New York, yeah. um, and now I'm. This is actually my first stop on a little podcast tour. Can you call it that? That's gross. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, we're what? number one. Woo! We're number one. <laughs> Who are the other ones you're going? Um, with? I. You know, you the forgot. problem is that I don't remember what anything's actually called. Okay. But a couple couple ones that should be cool. Do you know who's hosting them? Yeah, but I'll, uh, you know what, I'm okay. going <laughs> to not embarrass myself by like getting something wrong. Right. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. Are you going to do a reading? Have you done a reading? Done Have a your readings. signings been like readings? Yeah, I did. Um, I did one really big launch in New York. That was really fun. Um, and then store? I did a thing called Literary Deathmatch. Have you guys ever been oh, to Oh, yeah. That? I've heard it's of that, yeah. Fantastic. I did that. 
I won. Oh, snap. I'm really excited. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I have a medal now. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then I recently did a reading at the last bookstore downtown. That's that a great really, uh, it's so place. Cool. I know. I heard it was almost going to get shut down for a minute. And then I guess oh, really? it didn't. I'm yeah. glad it didn't. It's really cool. It's so awesome yeah. in there. That's a thing downtown. Like if that was going to get shut down, the city should step in and be like, all right, we're yeah. going to we're yeah. going to make this a non-profit. Katie fix Perry this. should just. Katie, that her. should be her atonement yeah. for the stealing for the, the nuns. Non-thing. Yeah. She has to Keep the them. last bookstore open. I yeah. love that place. Yeah, it's really cool. So you did a reading there. So I did a reading there. Um, yeah, and that's really I'm not doing like a big tour. It just seems mm-hmm. seems like a lot of work. <laughs> but also like the idea of like showing up to like a bookstore in Portland where there's a Barnes four and Noble. People. Yeah, yeah. It's right. like, I can't do it. Every time nothing. I've gone to a reading, I've had this uh, feeling of great nervousness that there will be no one there. But there's always people there. Oh really? Yeah. 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 I, book people. I think that's they're. Not, I mean, people that are voracious readers aren't the most social. So I think that's them. Is like that's getting fair. out of the house. Let's go to a reading. Yeah. Every time I go to Skylight, there's always a reading. Always something. Yeah. Skylight's some perfect for readings because you only need twelve people to Wait, fill the little space. Yeah, it's like the belly room. Yeah, I went to Moshe's. You only need a little bit, and then I went to Moshe's reading there, and it was great. Yeah. I mean, there's always like some author where I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And there's always like 17 people that are like, I can't wait until you know. Yeah. They're like super pumped. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, people go to those things. Have you at least started thinking about another book, or is it too big of a thought? I have. I have an idea of a thing that I want you to figure out. You kind of know the world? More. Yes. Is that the thing where you kind of pick the world it'll live in and then start to... I think, I think you can do it a couple of different ways. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's kind of like the themes in the world. Japanese children. Um, but I'm like nowhere near ready to sit down and start writing it. Japanese kids? Yeah. Japanese kids. It's the world of Japanese kids, but featuring gonna be zero Japanese kids. So good. <laughs> So you have an idea of the world that you want to enter yeah, I have into. An Id- I have an idea of a, of a book I want to write. It just, I haven't, I don't have like the mental fortitude to sit down and start working on it yet. But. So you're still winding down. Secret Tumblr. The- secret Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Dot Tumblr. It's not a secret anymore. <laughs> That's not a good name for a secret Tumblr. So how long has it been now since the, since you finished, finished the book and you've been like able to let your mind go free um, from it? You know, I actually had a shorter turnaround period than most people do. Um, the book came out in came out July fourteenth, and I had finished it. Probably, I'd done my last draft like less than six months before that. Uh, okay. So it, it hasn't been that long, honestly. Since so that's the why last, you're not ready to enter a new world. Yeah, of, okay, you know, cool. and, and doing all the yeah. pre the proofreading and the copy editing and this and that, and just going over. I was just it's still fresh enough that like I need a little more time. Yeah, you just want like mental freedom. I from anything. do. It's just like, yeah. it's just so daunting to like I'll sit bet, down yeah. and start doing it. But I'll, I'll get there eventually. Um, eventually I'll get like so fed up with myself <laughs> and my own like laziness for not having started another one that I'll sit yeah. down and do it. I yeah. would also think you'll get sick of being attached to that story. I think that's and then you completely be like, true. I can't. Exactly. No, and then I'm like not. the next thing I want to write is just like, it's a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different narrators and like it won't be just me, <laughs> which sounds appealing. Right. Yeah. So is there anything that you, that is coming up with this book that you want to like plug right now? I mean, really just, just the book, just the book, it. It, just, just go buy, buy the it. book if you want to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's very good. I'm, uh, I don't read well. I honestly don't. It takes me a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was able to read this book with a lot of, I was pleasurably, I remember things I from it. it. A lot of times I'll read a book and be like, I don't know. I don't remember. Some, I'll, I don't remember anything. 
Yeah, this only took him like five weeks, and that's like really fast for him. <laughs> it, really <is. laughs> it really is. Only had two nosebleeds. You were like, <laughs> I read it in two days. I was like, that's cool. I'm on week five. <laughs> you had Nick read it to you over the course of yeah, yeah. I would have been. We great. turned on the fireplace, and I was like, chapter one. <laughs> As he slowly Another fell asleep. Another horrible like, thing um, happened. You don't sound like a girl right now. <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the book is available yes. in bookstores. Yes. On, on Amazon, Amazon is, okay. I think, the easiest way to get it. But uh, where would you like them to buy it? Yes. I think I would say, I honestly, I'm going to say go to Amazon. Okay. It's just the easiest, it's the quickest, mm-hmm. it's the cheapest. Yeah. Uh, is it available on Kindle? It's available on Kindle. There's an audio book. Okay. Who did the cover? The it's nice. It, um, it was just like in-house. Uh, oh, wow. They my, did a my cool job. Did. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. It I actually is. met the guy when I did my launch. He like came and I was really just like, I was like taken aback i was like oh now i have no, I feel it's nervous a, it's a very like, uh, warm it, yeah. appealing cover yeah, yeah. a bad really book cover makes me fucking crazy yeah because they had so much time yeah i know i'm really happy with it uh actually who yeah. did the audiobook um they just have like an audiobook company that just like does them really? so they just had like an actress read it it's no it's not me it's not anyone did you want want it to be you were you like i'm kind of interested in maybe reading my own no? at first and then yeah. when the more i thought about it and like started to like I was like, oh, this is a lot of work and yeah, a lot of time. Uh, and I'm just so sick of the book. <laughs> 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 I didn't even want to read it again over and over. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. But, yeah. Have you listened to the audiobook? I have not, actually. Huh. I honestly haven't. I have a box of them unopened. I've been told that it's good. Uh, I just, it's just a weird mental thing where I'm just like, there's, there's kind I of. I just can't. I can't look. There's at the kind book. of no way you'll like the voice. That's what I. That's what I know. I just yeah. know. That Even if true. it was like downtown yeah. Julie or Brown like or someone great like Gilbert that. Gottfried, my other choice. Ugh. Like there's just no one of the way Spice like Girls right. yeah. or Mick Jagger, Sharon Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> so where can we? Uh, no, we we already know, but our listeners find you online on Twitter, uh, I'm website, on Twitter. Uh, my name Liana Maybe and Instagram. The same. Um, now, maybe is not spelled. Spell it. The uh, way, yeah. It is L-I-A-N-A-M-A-E-B-Y. Okay. Did I sound like an NPR? Like No, that you had way too much energy for NPR. Oh, NPR had been like L-I-A-N-A. I, guess I like wanted to do this whole podcast Ma- like Michael Silverblatt. <laughs> Dude, his voice In drives me. The book. In the book. You find you feel it's like a sunset of a feeling. You talk about and sunsets. And I'll just answer. I'll just. I'll just. How do you vocal fry? I don't even know how to do it. I'll just like answer um, like with a lot of vocal <laughs> fry. Is that even it? <clears throat> vocal fry. Like the word fry, you'd be like fry. Friday. He always that would talks be Friday. so long, and the person goes, "Yeah, I mean." <laughs> Sure, because <laughs> they're almost. You almost hear them want to go. You've thought about this more than I did. Yeah, the author right. would be like, "What book did you read?" Yeah, yeah. they'd be like, "I read your." There's book. so much redemption in the pancakes, <laughs> although there kind of was. There, to be fair, there was. Yeah, to be yeah, fair, there yeah. was a lot of redemption. redemption. You're Let's be honest. Of those were some heavily symbolic pancakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that might be my favorite part of the book. I fucking love that part. Were you actually talking about the pancakes in my book? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. They were. Oh, I was. I thought you were just making fun no. of somebody who would write about no. redemptive pancakes, but I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. yeah, what an idiot. I love what the a part. Ridiculous. When you go back, I love that. That's when I'm, I love the part where you go back home. I love Thank that you. a lot. Um, the thing about pan- here's just one little pancake rant. Mm-hmm. So like my mom, that was like a real thing. My mom would always do growing up was make me pancakes, and she would always put 
like lots of stuff in it. And when you go to a restaurant and you order pancakes, you get you can pick one thing in it. Yeah. Why can't you have strawberries and bananas and chocolate chips? Yeah. Nowhere can you get that. You except can't for at my mom's order house. It. You can't where but you're all invited. They'll be like, oh, it's four dollars per topping. Right. Or something like that. It's un American. I know. Right. Yeah. Love pancakes. When you go to like yeah. shitty not shitty, but like, you know, like diners across the country and stuff that are all about like big portions and they don't care yeah. about like diet and stuff like LA and New York would you can get that kind of thing there can you you can't get chocolate chip banana pancakes at a place no and you can not even I, at IHOP the international that seems international weird. first of all yeah. skeptical right. House right. of pancakes yeah there's some I, I remember going to a place in in Tahoe that was like some Belgian themed mm. sort of pancake house and I got like apple and something else. Okay, and they were, I haven't like, been traveling far enough. Chunks of apples in these pancakes. I couldn't even finish the plate because it was so like hearty. My mom made apple pancakes, but she would leave it in a circular disc. Yeah, 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 uh. yeah. But yeah, there's. I mean, when you go to like cities and states where people really know how to eat, they'll give you everything that you dream of. Okay, in well, I'm gonna dishes. do a pancake tour of the United States. I think maybe uh, Book number two. Not, what's that place called? It'll on just Sunset? be called Redemptive Pancakes. <laughs> Sunset in Fairfax, the griddle, they have those huge... And you can get lots of I, stuff in it? I think you might be able to okay. get multiple. I mean, because they're the size of your head, yeah. these pancakes. So yeah. they might do that. I mean, they're, they're, there's probably one or two places in LA. But most, you're right. They suck They suck when I it comes to that. I, uh, for the, there was a place on Sunset by the store called Wacky Waffles, and they did not have that many kinds of waffles. Oh, yeah. Drove me but, like, nuts. were they all like super no. weird? No, no. If you call yourself Wacky Waffles, you should have like a fish waffle. Yeah. There should be so many kinds that are ridiculous. The menu should be like cartoonishly yeah. long. There should right. be at least six or seven where it's like we know no one's going to order it, but yeah, we have but to we have, have it on. Have it on. Like because. sardine waffles. Exactly. No one's going to get exactly. it. Exactly. But I, you know what? I'm fine with them not having sardine waffles. <sighs> I'll fuck with sardines on a pizza. It should be like a deli. What about like shit? pineapple waffles? Which is that's like wacky for a waffle. I had right literally yesterday in some place in San Antonio um, street tacos that were al pastor. With fucking grilled pineapple on them. Mm. Good? Mm. Mm. Amazing. How could they be bad? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, LA Mexican joints. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Throw some grilled pineapple on your shit. I bet your grilled mango be good too. Oh. Don't even get me started. See what I just did? Started a food blog. Yeah. Damn it. A food cast. God (laughs) damn it. We talk about food on this podcast. We can't not. So much. It just gets in and the next thing. It's become our new thing on accident. It's kind of always been there. Used to I, be like this denim. was my fault this time. No, no, no. It was no, going to happen no. anyway. Okay. Yeah. Literally, probably the last 20 episodes in a row, we <laughs> end up talking about food. <laughs> For uh, some portion of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. You're into what you're into. <laughs> um, we're into it's your not book. That weird. It's we not like loved a fetish. it. No, not at all. I mean, it can be if you use it properly. That's true. <laughs> it, um, <laughs> it is get, a fetish for you. Yes. No. I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> South on the, Highland. Yeah, yes. we haven't said the title of the book yet. Well, in the intro we will. Okay, n- yeah. Numerous times. Yeah, buy the book. It's very good. Also, okay. you should be very proud of yourself. You wrote a fucking book. Yeah. It feels That's good. Crazy. I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does feel good. You're a novelist. I know. You literally know. cannot. Really cool, you, you cannot be described as not a novelist. I know. Forever you I can be a, a novelist. You can... <gasps> Wrote the great American novel. Well, do you know? Do you know Leanna? Sure. Maybe you mean novelist, novelist? Leanna? Maybe we. I know novelist. her. We had novelist uh, Leanna Maybe on our podcast. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna refer to you that. In the yeah, intro. it's really uh, novelist. Uh, yeah. Man. Before that, it was blogger. Novelist, way better. Wait, wait. 
they're not yeah. even in the same that universe. That beats Twitterer, Twitter, yeah. whatever. Twitter and, personality. And blogger. Ooh, it's like, that's not good. You no. look down at those people yeah. with a middle finger like now. Like yeah. failed novelist to novelist. Have fun with your 140 characters. Yeah, exactly. I'm writing 300 pages. <laughs> I'm going to write 140 pages. fucking real characters. <laughs> My characters are too well-rounded for Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you did it. You're better than us now. Congratulations. Yeah, feel Way really better than us. You're better really than everybody. Better than you, guys right now. you should definitely don't not let yourself feel better than a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a mistake. Give yourself a couple of months of just like, yeah, I'm feeling, fucking better than myself you. on a pedestal. Don't waste yeah. the amount of work it took to not use it to feel superior. <laughs> you, that would be a huge mistake. You deserve. That's a huge mistake. What's yeah. the point of doing something like that unless you can walk around like you should wear a monocle? You should okay. have scarves, oh, yeah. all kinds of shit. You should be a little ridiculous. Go to the go to the chateau with a, a cigarette connected to one of those things. Yeah, smoke indoors, and when people go, well, "What are you I doing?" Like, I'm an author. Walk around, and be like, "What's up?" Ugh, book tour. Like that should be that should yeah. come out of your mouth a lot. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be. I mean, fantastic. honestly, enjoy it because you got to write another one, and that's and no, there's that's no enjoying that. There's no enjoyable. enjoying that at all. No way. Yeah. So yeah. enjoy this for a little while. I will. Thank you. Don't get back on drugs. I but no. enjoy feeling better than people. You know what? I think I can do that. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Awesome. On that inspirational note, <laughs> thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for having me. See you next time.